0: Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios. This is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's
1: your host, Vince Petrano. 11 minutes after 8 o'clock on this Tuesday morning, we're January 3rd, 2023. Happy New Year to you. Glad to have you listening to Wisconsin's Morning News. Eric Bilstead and Vince Petrano here with you. Until 9 o'clock, Greg Pancake Hill is producing the program. We're going to start today with the situation of the National Football League and DeMar Hamlin, the injury to him. And I want to look at it from a number of different perspectives, Eric, as we start today. First, foremost, and most importantly, the well-being of this young man, DeMar Hamlin, what we know about his condition right now, when we're going to know more, and the injury to him. Also, in terms of how the NFL and how ESPN, when they were broadcasting Monday Night Football, sort of handled the situation that was playing out right in front of them and through them, all of us, whether or not they did the right thing in the moment. And then, honestly, not for nothing, but what happens moving forward? You have Week 18 of the NFL. It's the end of the regular season. There are some things, even in terms of the broadcast schedule for Saturday and Sunday, that... Hinged on the outcome of this game that has not been completed. So, what does the NFL do about this game? What do they do about any of the other games coming up this weekend as the playoffs loom as well? It's not trivial to talk about it just because so many people's livelihoods depend on this. The the NFL is not a game, it's a multi billion dollar organization, and a lot of people work there, and a lot of people will have their lives directly affected by. What plays out Saturday and Sunday? I mean, just think about the number of people that are directly impacted by NFL games in a given weekend. 16 games, right? You put 60 to 80,000 people in venues all across the country. And the number of people that work these venues or work around these yes. venues. So you're well over a million people on any given weekend directly impacted. If you're a fan who has a ticket, somebody who works there, whatever, and then so many other millions who watch around around the the country and the world. So a lot is at stake for how this continues to play out through uh, this week. But let's start with the health and well-being of Damar Hamlin. Nothing really new this morning from that hospital in Cincinnati. Uh, mm-hmm. let me see, where is he? University Hospital, right? Cincinnati, yep. Yeah, University, University of Cincinnati Medical Center. That's where he was taken. Other players went there. Many fans even gathered out in front to offer prayers, to offer support. Many of them were Bengals fans, right? It's in mm-hmm. Cincinnati, mm-hmm. but yeah. saying like, this is well past who wins this game. We're just here. We witnessed this here in our community and and we want to show our support. So we know that he was last listed in critical condition, that at some point his heart stopped on the football field yesterday that both an AED automatic external defibrillator and CPR were used to restart his heart, that uh, he was stabilized to the point they could move him to the hospital. And we just saw a report on CNN this morning that uh, he does, he continues to have a heartbeat, but uh, that he has a breathing tube installed. Yes. Yeah. So he's sedated.
0: He's put to sleep, has a breathing tube down his throat at the moment. And by the way, like, here's another thing to, that's going to come into play. We may not know what his condition is by tomorrow as far as how well he's going to do or how well he is. It all really depends on how much blood was lost to his brain and for how long. I mean, you're, you're wishing to God for the best, but as of now, we have no
1: idea how he's going to be. And that's what makes it difficult for for any of us who witnessed it. I was watching as a fan, just live, Any so many of us were. Um, and certainly, obviously, those who are close to him, his fellow players, his family, uh, have much more at stake here. Sure, but even just course. we as fans, we've seen this happen lots of times, where guys go down in a game and... And, you know, usually it's a matter of, is he going to be okay in terms of mobility or, you know, you don't want to see anybody hurt even with a knee or whatever. But even in the most serious situations, they, they bring the backboard out. Mm-hmm, as they mm-hmm. say, sometimes you'll see someone stabilizing the head and neck to make sure that they don't aggravate some sort of back injury. Safety precautions yeah. always in place. Yep. And sometimes in the worst of situations, you really don't know what sort of mobility that player will regain, hopefully. Oftentimes, you'll see a guy, if he's mostly okay, will kind of give you the thumbs up. Like, look, I can move my arms. You know, they're hauling him off the field. And here's, here's a player. Say, look, I can move my arms. That's a good sign. And then people breathe a sigh of relief. Not that they're not concerned with the ultimate outcome for that player, but you're not worried he's going to die. And I looked at my wife and my daughter was watching. And I'm like, what if, what if this guy dies? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that was, that was in play. There for a little while. And I don't know, you know, I'm not even going to speculate as to what the long-term prognosis is, but right. He's got a long ways to go before he's you know, okay. Right. Yeah.
0: He? Yeah. And then it changes everything too. Now think about like how much safety has been the focus for not just for the NFL, but for football in general over the past, what, 20 years Yeah. with all of the head injuries and what they've been doing to teach kids how to tackle correctly, yes, t- tackle more safely, if you will, um, different helmets that people are wearing, all of that that 's come into play I mean nFL's done a lot of work trying to make the game as safe as possible, and then that 's matriculated down all the way to the the pop Warner kids. Does that change this conversation now again? do we is more safety going to be
1: discussed now in this case, knowing or when we learn exactly what happened in this case i 'm so grateful to some degree too that there 's no question as to whether a dirty hit or anything like that was at play here in right. fact, you know Hamlin was the tackler. In this situation, it was Cincinnati had the, you know, was, was carrying the ball. Hamlin came in for a tackle, looked like a clean hit. And actually, as far as tackles go, seen a lot worse hits where guys pop up and every everything's good. So it was just kind of one of those weird things where, you know, it looked like everybody was doing, playing the game correctly and weird things happen. You know, from time to time you've seen in sports, basketball comes to mind where guys have a heart condition that they didn't know about. And, This this could ultimately end up being a non-impact issue could be, you know, you have young athletes who discover a congenital heart Mm -hmm. condition while on the basketball court or something like that. So we don't know if this is a result of that hit or any of those things at this point. But that's an update on DeMar Hamlin himself and where we know uh, what we know of his condition this morning. It remains uncertain Yeah, to your point whether we're going to know significantly more at any point today. Best case scenario, obviously, would be at some point you hear, Hey, listen, doctors this morning were able to take the breathing tube out. You know, he's breathing on his own. He's conscious mm. and alert. You know, we don't know long term if he's going to play again or what that is, but he's going to be okay. Best case scenario today, I think. God, I hope so. I hope so. Jeez. So then you get to let's talk about how the NFL handled it and how ESPN handled it in the broadcast moment. As I said, we've all been watching football for a long time, and I've never seen a situation where it's gone beyond just concern for a player's mobility or their ultimate well-being, where you really wondered, is this guy going to be okay? Is he going to survive? I thought the Monday Night Crew, Joe Buck, um, Troy Aikman sort of felt like he stepped back a little bit, which was okay for me as a viewer. He knew his role. Right. Um, I thought Troy did a really nice job. Um, Lisa Salters, the sideline reporter for the Monday Night Football crew, I thought she did a nice job in some of the commentary that she offered. You know, they're in a really tough spot. You and I, to a lesser degree, have been in that spot where you're on live radio, live TV, walking people through a very difficult situation where, A, you don't know exactly what's going on, but you're trying to guide them through it. Um, B, you have your own emotions that you deal with. You know, I think back to a couple of things for me on the anchor desk. Miller Coors, the active shooter situation. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, you know, who doesn't know somebody that works at Miller, right? So I, <laughs> you know people that work mm-hmm. there, but you're on live TV trying to tell people what's going on. The Falk explosion oh, yeah. in the Menominee Valley. My grandfather worked for Falk for decades, knew the Falk family personally. So that was personal for me as a news anchor and just trying to trying to bottle up those emotions, put them to the side, and 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 do your job in that way.
0: Well, what made this even more unique than, say, Falk or the Waukesha Parade in some respects, too, is that in this case, it was almost like a wait and see. And there's only so much that the
1: cameras are going to show, which was right. the right call. Thought they did a good job on that once they realized, right, this is not good here. We're going to stop showing the replay over and yep, over yep. And we're not going to try to get into that and show you what's and happening. the players all kind right. of
0: surrounded there to kind of block that a little bit as well. But you knew it. I mean, obviously, they. Joe told us, and everyone in
1: that stadium knew what was happening. Here, let me play. I have Joe. Uh, this is Joe Buck, ESPN now, Monday Night Football, just in, in one of those moments that I thought were really poignant.
2: It went from wondering what was going on to wondering about head injury to then them frantically administering CPR to this 24-year-old safety
1: i think that was the first time or one of the first times i'd heard him say CPR and that's when it like changed you know my perspective of what what my are we point, looking at here gosh, it was like right. CPR so I, I you know i did feel uh from a professional standpoint they did a nice job there in terms of the NFL then they're working through okay what do we do here we got two teams here This game matters, and...
0: They have to have some of this in place, right? Like, they must have doomsday doomsday scenarios. scenarios? They must go through that all the time, right? If this were to happen, if that happens, if this could not occur. You know what I mean? Like, you'd think that they'll come out today, but don't they have to wait and find out how he's doing first before they make any decision on anything? Yeah, and, and there
1: was in the moment, too, because heretofore, when a player is hurt even badly, the player is removed from the field, and the game says, continues. A, says a prayer or yep. whatever the teams need to do, give them a moment, and they go back out there. It looked like there was at least this controversy over whether or not that was sort of the plan at any point yesterday. Um, the idea that there was going to be a five-minute warm-up and then the teams were going to go back out there. What seemed to be playing out to me was if, if that had been the case, you have both head coaches then met at midfield it actually looked like the coach from Cincinnati came over and was like hey let's Wait, we're done. hang on man yeah, right yeah, yeah. they get the officials there and they're like we're not in a position to be going back out here now there is there's is a dispute over that the NFL says that was not the case and um one area of agreement between the nfl and the players association troy vincent who's a wisconsin badger former nfl player is an executive vice president with the players association he says he doesn't know where that report came from about the five minutes about going back out there let me just play this for you because it's important
2: it never crossed our mind to talk about warming up to resume play that's that's ridiculous and that's, that's um, insensitive
1: I thought it was important. Like, give, you know, social media is blowing up. Why isn't Roger Goodell called the game off yet? And this is insanity. Like, Give these guys a minute to work through it. You
0: know, I thought Tausch said it best. Tausch said, "Hey, have some empathy for all players involved, and by players, every faction in yeah. this—the league, the CPA, all, all everyone involved—has some empathy for
1: them trying to figure out how to move forward." I'm no huge Roger Goodell, uh, you know, defender, but the idea that he was sitting in an office counting his money, going, "Oh, this is gonna cut," you know, like yeah. we gotta get these guys—that that didn't happen. And right, he's at a player in this, and you know, give him and. Guys like Troy Vincent and others and team officials, I give them the room to work through it. And they ultimately reached what I think everyone agrees probably was the right decision about how to end that at least last night. Now there's the issue of what we do next. We'll start talking about that uh, when we come back on Wisconsin's morning news. On Wisconsin's Morning News. Just heard from Drew in Germantown on the Old National Bank. Talk and text line. Old National Bank. Get old. Talk and text line is 855-616-1620. Morning show. Hamlin situation. I was in a similar situation in 2016 after having a near fatal heart attack. I was in ICU unconscious 11 days on a breathing tube. Thankfully, God granted me healing and I'm still here. So best case scenario is still possible.
0: You know, the one reminder too is just the, the AEDs, these defibrillators that are all over different offices. Obviously they had different devices they were using last night on the field and just how important those things are. So like put that in your brain for just a half a second. Like one of the things, because we've done the training, I think you've done the training with those, right? And one of the things that the trainer in my class, the first thing he said was, look, you need to be the boss. You, someone needs to tell everyone else what to do. So you need to own up that second. You need to, you know, tighten up and say, Hey, you grab a phone, you go find the defib and then someone start pumping. Like someone's got to just be the man and be the boss or the person. I apologize, not the man. And uh, figuratively. Yes. Figuratively. Yeah. Someone's just got to go do it. And that's, that's a matter of life and death.
1: 10 seconds could mean the world. I tell you, I've been in that situation. I was on the driving range one time just practicing golf and an elderly gentleman hitting golf balls next to me collapsed. And I I started looking around in that moment. Maybe some of you have had this, but I I was like, wow, someone needs to do something. And then I realized, "Uh uh-oh. That's me. I'm someone. Yes. (laughs) And then, right, there were some other folks there and I said, hey, you run to the clubhouse, get help. Now I called 911, you know, like, so we went into action and, um, you know, this isn't really a story about that, but the guy survived and uh, I'm grateful to that and to the help, but yeah, exactly. Somebody's got to take charge and sometimes you don't know, but you look around and if you're, if you're looking for who's in charge, it might just
0: be you. And by the way, seeing something like that can leave some PTSD too. You're talking about just seeing something so tragic, watching someone go through CPR and perform CPR, that ain't a walk in the park.
1: No, it's no joke. Uh, my grandfather Um, passed away. uh, We were actually going to the Milwaukee Museum, and we were walking in, and he started to collapse. I had run ahead. I had to run back. My mom was trying to hold him up. I came over. I grabbed him. And we were trying to get him to sit down because he was really heavy, but, well, got him inside. And luckily there was, there was an EMT and an emergency room doctor that happened to be going to the museum that day. And my mom's a nurse, so all three of them were working on him. He unfortunately did not survive, but, yeah, it's not, it's not a joke, man. You, you, you try and keep your wits about you with this whole thing, so... Well, as we continue to talk about uh, the health and well-being of Demar Hamlin this morning, I also want to look at uh, what this means for the National Football League and uh, I do want to get another break here so uh, let's take a break here and we'll talk about it on the other side Meanwhile, if you want to get into the conversation the Old National Bank talk and text line is 855-616-1620 Old National Bank, get old Back with more right after this 8.30 on Wisconsin's Morning News. It's a new year, 2023, and I'm going to ask to hear from you after the bottom of the hour news here. So we'll start lining up some phone calls in the break. The Old National Bank talk and text line is 855-616-1620. Old National Bank, get old. 855-616-1620. My question for you is now what does the NFL do about this game and about games moving forward? This game has... uh, Playoff implications for these two teams involved as well as others. And not to equate the trivial outcomes of these games with the health and well-being of this player, Damar Hamlin, but the NFL is a multi-billion dollar organization and a lot of people's livelihoods, well outside of what happens on the field, depend on (laughs) the outcomes of these games. Folks want to know what time they're supposed to go to work on Sunday. The time of this game, you know, like I think... Of the Cincinnati game for next week was still in flux. Kind of like while the Packers, they didn't assign us the seven twenty game until yesterday because you know the T V networks have an opportunity to say, well, we want to have this here and the NFL is involved. They wanted to
0: see the Bengals outcome
1: last night
0: to determine things.
1: And then who gets to host a playoff game? That's multi million dollar impact on the community that gets to host a playoff game versus the team that goes on the road. So it's it's not for nothing and it's not, you know, it's trivial, I guess. To some degree, it's just a game in terms of who hoists the trophy at the end of the year. Maybe it's Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Maybe it's somebody else, right? Uh, The outcomes of these games perhaps are trivial in that way. But the NFL is much more than just a game. It's a workplace for a lot of people, thousands and thousands of people. So they've, they've got to figure something out about how they move forward. And maybe it's to not play the game. That's fine. And figure it out that way. Maybe it's to move forward. Maybe it's to postpone. A lot of different options out there. So I'm interested to hear from you on the Old National Bank talk and text line 855-616-1620. Old National Bank. Get old. We'll take a break here. And I'm interested to know what do you think the NFL should do now about this game and the others here coming up in week 18. 838 on Wisconsin's Morning News. So what now? Having covered, again, first and foremost and most important is the health and safety of Damar Hamlin. Nothing new to report on that this morning other than he remains in the hospital. He is in critical condition. He has a breathing tube, but his heart is beating on its own. So we need to continue to think of him and his teammates and his family and and all of that. So nothing new to report on that this morning. There's how the NFL and ESPN in the broadcast moment handled the situation yesterday. I think ultimately they reached the right decision. You're not sending these guys back out there for a myriad of reasons, not the least of which is for their own safety their heads aren't in the right place you're not going to send those guys out there to play what very clearly is a dangerous game if they're not in the right mindset so ultimately the NFL got it right yesterday in suspending the game now the question is what happens next because you have this game that is hanging there in the balance. Other teams and their fortunes uh, are riding on the outcome of this game. And you're up at the, get the final week of the season. Week 18, 17 games plus the bye for every team in the NFL. And then the playoff schedule. So what do you think the NFL should do about this game moving forward? The Old National Bank talk and text line is 855-616-1620. Old National Bank. Get old. 855-616-1620. What does the NFL do now about this game or others coming in the future? On the uh, Old National Bank talk and text line, Old National Bank get old. I'm doubtful they're going to be able to make up the game because I'm doubtful any definitive news on Hamlin's long-term prognosis would soon develop. I think the final AFC playoff seedings would just have to be left to the outcome of the games this weekend, which likely means the Bengals can't be number one without a win Uh, The loss of the game and the Bills and Chiefs would be the top seed. All will be decided in the playoffs regardless. Well, can you call it a tie? Could could you
0: call a game that what, I mean, they hardly played. It was in the first quarter when this happened.
1: I'm trying to do some research, Eric, on that because you raised the point. There has to be a quote-unquote doomsday scenario or what if you can't play a game.
0: What happens? You know, not to sound morbid, but they do have plans for, like, say if a plane went down that was carrying a team. Like, they have – this is something that every sports league has a scenario for. Like, how do they cover that situation? So, you can't tell me that they haven't planned for something like this, given the fact that how dangerous the sport can be. They have to have some type of idea of, like, okay, how would we finish the game or do we finish the game in a situation like this, how do we call the game, meaning yeah.
1: the W? 855-616-1620 is the Old National Bank talk and text line. Old National Bank, get old. Would love to hear from you on that. What should the NFL do? What is right to do? Um, obviously, with sensitivity to Damar Hamlin, but also with his teammates, what kind of product are you going to get out of the Bills Moving forward, the Bengals who were part of this, even if you just skipped the game and went right into next week, can you postpone the whole thing? I mean, think of the logistics in trying to do that. What if you took a whole week off? When's the last time they did that, 9-11? 9-11, right? I think. Well, and COVID. Oh, sure. But COVID was the whole world doing whatever. It wasn't just that league. Uh, let me see. I think they should just call it a tie. And I don't think... That would hurt the number one seed. That on the old National Bank talk and text line. Uh, yeah, I'm interested in more fans responding to that. I think you know there are sensitivities beyond just these two teams, and how the playoffs have to progress because then you have three weeks of playoffs. You do have that two weeks in between the NFC and AFC championship and the Super Bowl. So. So you could squeeze that? You could. I mean, they've ha- done that before.
0: I feel like they've ebbed and flowed on whether or not to have that Sunday game in the middle.
1: Yeah, I mean, we as fans often find right. it annoying because you're like, oh, "Yeah, you want to go, let down, right?" But having covered a couple of the Super Bowls as you have, Eric, the logistics of that and getting everything straight from from our workplace standpoint from fans who might want to go to the game to getting all that stuff like I feel like that's, you know, everybody always said, well, that's just so they can hype the game. Well, yeah, but putting that event together, is pretty extraordinary. Well, and then what about the safety of the players? D- does that need to be
0: discussed again? Do you need to figure out a way? I mean, does this come down to where it was because of some kind of compression on the chest that led to this? Because he was hitting the chest. Yeah, right. Helmet to the chest
1: before this happened. Does that need to be considered now? Just seems to me to be such a freak situation. Uh, and, and we may not know, you know what the medical analysis is in terms of how this happened. Like I said, entirely possible, too. It could have been non-football related. It's true. That is possible. Um, as we've seen ball players of, of different sports and others you know, suffer from heart conditions uh, through their lives. And where people who are not in a contact sport have ended up suffering some sort of catastrophic heart condition that was unrelated to mm-hmm. the sport they're playing. I suppose that's still out there uh, with... That possibility. And we may not know that for a while, though. If Hamlin's condition improves today, play the game tomorrow. That's one of the suggestions on the old National Bank talk and text we line. We should
0: point out that we got a text earlier from someone who suffered a cardiac arrest and they were on a
1: tube for 11 days. Right. And ultimately is okay, which is the best possible outcome. And you hope for that in this case, but may not be today that you get that great outcome. Right. right. May not be tomorrow. May not be next week, right. So at some point they're gonna to have to decide what they want to do with that game. Let me take a phone call here. Uh Jim is with us from Grafton. Morning, Jim. What do you think the NFL should do here with this game?
2: Yeah. Morning, Ben. I think uh finding out, you know, maybe seventeen games with guys of this speed and size are way too many, you know, and what would be wrong with going back to sixteen and using the seventeenth week as a flex week, you know, so teams can, you know, for a week for if something like this happens during the year, this is what the week you would make it up. Uh, or also, it wouldn't hurt to give everybody a week off before the playoffs begin so they can all all recharge for the playoffs for the best teams. You know,
1: I think sense. that's really interesting, right? Build in that flex week where it's not not a buy, so to speak. Like, you just don't have anything scheduled. So that if you have some Correct. sort of incident like this, right, you have that leeway in the schedule, right? Because you're right into the playoffs Almost here. It's like a snow day, in a way. <laughs> right? like school districts. Yeah, you're right, Eric. Build in the snow day. Yeah.
2: Kind of like they have that week, you know, for the Super Bowl, too. So if it happened... During the playoffs, well, now you got that week before the Super Bowl where you could do the same thing with the playoff implications. Yeah.
1: Uh, so, what do you think, though? Th- nope. So that's long term, Jim. What do you think they do with this game, right,
2: this week? Geez, you know, without really changing the weeks and going like to like a a Thursday Tuesday type format, you know, which wouldn't be fair to either team not getting rest. I think you got to go by win loss percentage. Yeah, fine. You know what it was going into this game.
1: Right. Some sort of other tiebreaker to figure out the rest. Thanks, Jim. I appreciate that call. And right. Another suggestion here. Now this is on the old national bank talking text line, old national bank, get old, move the Bengals and bills game on Sunday to the evening or a Monday night double header in terms of have them, you know, when that their next game would be played. That would be in addition to this person was suggesting play this game out tomorrow night and then see if you can move Bengals and Bills' that. next game to.
0: I don't see this game finishing.
1: I'm I am kind of with I you think they're more done. This game is over. Whether that. or not they call it a tie or whatever they call it, I do not see them finishing that game. Uh, we've also been talking about the medical condition of DeMar Hamlin and uh, this on uh, the old National Bank Talk and Text line. Old National Bank, get old. Uh, Nurse here, yes, the blow could have stopped his heart. He's on a vent, possibly for several reasons. Can't breathe on his own or to give his body a rest because he's on a vent. His heart will continue to beat. So that's a little bit more illustrating what uh, DeMar Hamlin is dealing with in terms of his health. Let me get one more call in here before the break. Uh, Marty is with us from Oak Creek. Good morning, Marty. What do you think the NFL should do about this game?
2: Uh, Good morning. Glad to be talking with you. Um... I think they should treat it as like the major league baseball does, and who's ever ahead wins. If it were tied, then it was a tie, um, and just go go with that game. You know, to try to resume the game isn't going to work, and uh, I, I just think that that would be a good solution. Whoever was ahead wins. If it was tied, it's a tie.
1: Yeah, and yeah, MLB has that in place, work. right, for, like, rain delays that just never end. And they're like, all right, if you get past, I think it's you got to get past the fifth inning, right? And then it's official. Yeah. Uh, interesting. Yeah.
2: And then in, in, in this in this case, there was a death. It's kind of like the worst, or not a death, but near death. Yeah. Um, it's a It's a worst-case scenario, and that would be a plan. This is what we got to do. What if there was a tornado and the bleachers are all wiped out or something? Yeah, right. So it's just you don't. You just don't replay it.
1: Thanks, Marty. Appreciate that perspective. 847 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Going to take a quick break. Back with more right after this. 851 on Wisconsin's Morning News on the Old National Bank Talk and Text Line. Old National Bank, get old. What happens with all the gambling money? That's a really good question. What if... Roger Goodell were, if it is within his authority, to say, all right, we declared this game a tie. Was that a tie in Vegas? I do a push. Did you just get a push. <laughs> what about the over under? What about, you know, they'd push it millions and millions of dollars. What if you're on the right side of that? Don't push it. What, what about? Me? Isn't that about amazing? Me, right. Isn't, isn't that incredible?
0: Just how many different tentacles there are. We yes. have this texture too, asking about fantasy football. That this is a big week for a lot of fantasy leagues because of championship games and whatnot. There's a lot of money involved
1: in that. And look, it's it's not insensitive to ask about the what-if scenarios. You can do that without being insensitive to DeMar Hamlin, to the hopes for his full recovery, to the sensitivity of his teammates and what they're all going through, his family, of course. But I was talking about working as well. My wife and I were in, you know, the concession stands and they do this at American Family and they do it at uh, Fiserv where they have nonprofit groups come in and run the concession stands and they share some of the profits with you and you get to keep the tips. Helps your nonprofit group. We did that. Uh, this past Sunday at the game. And that was just a new window peek behind the curtain to me to just how many people are involved in putting on that show. That is an NFL football game. And you've got 16 of those shows set to take place again this weekend, real life implications about what happens, the economic impact of the team that gets to host a playoff game versus the one that does not. We always talk about that in green Bay north of $13 million right now in green Bay. What if you're that bar owner? And that was going to be a huge day for you. The quick—we stopped at the Quick Trip in Manitowoc on our way home. It was packed with Packer fans. What about you? <laughs> you know, all of these businesses. So, how this comes out is not just about the game of football and who wins or loses, but also all of these other livelihoods that are impacted.
0: From the two six two on the old National Bank talking text line, this was a one-off. In all of the years of football, this has never happened. It's very, very rare. When someone gets hurt or killed at work in any industry, they go back to work in a couple of days. This is no different. Uh, You know, OSHA is usually called in 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 some instances if it it happens on a factory floor. And they may be forced to change some policies. Um, This happened before a live audience.
1: Which That's the other thing. If of folks texting. Why? why is this getting so much attention? Well, it happened in front of millions of people on live television. A lot of people watch That's the one NFL. Of, one of the reasons that it's getting so much attention. We saw it happen. And so we want to know what comes next and, again, all the other implications that go along with it. 854 on Wisconsin's Morning News.
0: WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI-HD2 Milwaukee from the Annex Wealth Management Studios. This is News Radio WTMJ, a good karma brand station. <laughs>
1: happy new year 857 on wisconsin's morning news we're going to give way to carol kane and mike spaulding for the uh nine o'clock to noon morning guys hi morning. how are you uh, lots to talk about today
3: yes there is we've got uh I mean, the obvious stuff we're going to address. We've got Greg coming in, and he's going to not only talk about the Packer game, but I've got, you know, want to talk about what happened last night.
1: Yeah.
3: And uh, we've got Matt Miller coming in, and we're going to talk about the best movies, what you should have seen in 22, what you should be looking for in 23, and maybe some of the, um, because that Banshees of whatever, that Colin Farrell one, I wanted my two hours back. (laughs) Really? Oh. (laughs) One right. of the, you know, when you have to cross over into self-mutilation, I'm like, I can't. I just can't. It's too much. It was just ridiculous. And um, the best thing about watching that movie was the cocktail that I had while I was watching it. That's great. <laughs> so Matt's going to join us at uh, 9.30, and he's going to address a bunch of stuff. You know a movie I saw over the holiday break, uh, The Knives Out, the new Glass That's Onion. A good one. Oh, Boosh, very fantastic good. Fantastic
0: movie. Yeah. Fantastic.
3: Mm-hmm. And I saw Maverick just a couple of nights ago.
0: Yeah? What would you think?
3: That was all right. You didn't like I it? I know! What? Well, Ta- <laughs> Trust me. I, How long do
1: we have? It,
3: it, I, I, everybody I know just fell in love with it, and I was just kind of like, oh, okay. Well, I
1: mean, were you like a Top Gun fan? Did you like? Yeah, that I
3: like Top Gun. Sure, I thought the fight scenes were fun. Yeah, okay. Maybe it's because I didn't see it in the ma- in the big screen.
1: Uh, also, if if it's like not your thing, then you know it just is what it is. Well, but... I'm
3: not a Tom Cruise yeah. gal. It's it's just not my thing. How about you? Did you you didn't see it yet? Did you? I've Mike? not seen it. Okay. No. You see Maverick.
1: No, well, you know, it got out of the theater, and then I didn't want to watch it at my house, and then it just is one of those that's going to, I think, one day we're going to go, hey, remember 2022 when Top Gun Maverick came out? Like, How yeah, big oh, is that screen upstairs? Is that 80 or is that 100? Look, there were movies being Let's played go. on that screen last
0: week. I can <laughs> confirm that we did have some
1: movies. I guess we could have had it there. Well, we'll do it. Here, I'll watch it with you. All right, Okay. 9 o'clock. Carol Kane and Mike Spaulding are up next on WTMJ.